0: Well, happy new year. I'm starting to realize the truth about what my mother's always told me that uh, time goes faster as you get older. And so it feels like we just had 2017 and I blinked and now it's 2018. Uh, But I'm really excited about the adventure of this year that awaits us as we begin the year together. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was little, I was terrified of the dark. And so at night, no matter where we were, we had some kind of nightlight or uh, if we were in a place that wasn't at home, we would ask whoever it was to leave the closet door open a little bit and have the light on in the closet or in the hall. There was always some source of light so that if I woke up, I I could see that there was nothing for me to be afraid of in the dark. Uh, But even as an adult, when I lived on my own for the first time, I discovered that the dark can be kind of a scary place. And if I ever got home from work and it was already dark, I would go in and I would literally go through and turn on every light in the apartment just to make sure that everything was as it should be. It took me a long time to feel comfortable going into a a dark apartment and and not having to turn on every light that was available to me. We tend to be afraid when we can't see what's around us or what's right in front of us. We we tend to be worried about what might be lurking in the dark spaces in our rooms and in our lives. I remember uh, times of of waking up and thinking that, that someone was in my room until I finally worked up enough courage to turn on the light and saw that it was just the clothes that I had thrown over the chair in a weird way or the clothes hanging in the closet and I'd left the door open. Or, and now at our house, it's, it's blankets or pillows or stuffed animals that have fallen off of the bed, right? And they, they form themselves into weird shapes, don't they, Suzanne? And, and so, uh, but the courage to understand that as soon as I turn the light on, the darkness is gone. And as soon as the darkness is gone, then the fear and the anxiety dissipate. That's what epiphany is about in many ways. The, the light that shines in the darkness that the darkness cannot overcome. As adults now, we might not be so afraid of stuffed animals or, or clothes hanging in the closet. But we know that there's a real darkness in the world. And many of us experience real darkness in our lives as well. And the truth is that sometimes we're afraid. We're afraid of what we can't see. We're afraid of what is hiding or what might be lurking in the dark. And the good news is that light still works in the same way. Light still works to dissipate the darkness and to relieve our fear. And God has given us all the light we need in Christ. I wonder tonight as we begin this new year, especially if, if there's any particular darkness for you in your own heart and your own life that is a shadow hanging over you. Maybe creating fear and anxiety for you. Or perhaps there's some darkness in our world that causes you great concern or, or worry. And I wonder if, if that's true for you, if you will invite the light into that space. The light of Christ that is ours to carry into the darkness. Let us pray. Lord, I pray that you would open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive your word to us today, that it would take root in us and transform our lives. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So today we celebrate Epiphany. Epiphany wraps up the season of Christmas. The 12 days of Christmas actually start on Christmas Day, and we're wrapping up the 12 days of Christmas now with, uh, with epiphany. Uh, epiphany, when you hear that word, you may think of it being kind of an aha moment. I had an epiphany. I had a, a new idea or an insight or a, a revelation that is new to me. In Greek, the word is epiphanos, which means literally to shine light upon or across. That epi part is upon or across, uh, to shine light, to reveal something. And our text for Epiphany is the text that we read every year out of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet prophet Micah, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. After having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another Road, the story of Epiphany, this revelation of Christ to the whole world. The Magi or the wise men uh, likely were priests of Zoroaster or pseudo Zoroaster, academics of the age. They studied the stars uh, much like astronomers or astrologers would do now. Uh, They were well educated men, but they were not Jewish men. And, And so the gift is to us that Christ is born at Christmas. For the Jewish people, a savior for the Jewish people, Christ is revealed to the world through these magi at Epiphany as a savior for the whole world. Christ is not just for one particular group of people, but for all the world represented by these magi. A light in the darkness for the world. The people then would have known what it meant to be in darkness. Many of the Jewish people would uh, recall vividly their uh, time of exile. The story of their people being in exile. And the prophet Isaiah's words to them out of Isaiah 60. Arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the people's. But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. Isaiah is helping the people understand they're not going to stay in exile forever. They're not going to live in darkness forever. That would be very uh, at the forefront of the Jewish people's minds. And yet they're still, before Jesus is born, longing for a Savior. The darkness now for them is the, the oppression of the Roman Empire where they're not free to be who God has created them to be. Living in a time of darkness. Christ is born a savior for the Jewish people. Christ is revealed to the Magi, a savior of the whole world. Light in the darkness, as John in the Gospel of John would describe it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not and will not and cannot overcome it. We no longer have to be afraid of the dark. Because the light of Christ shines in the darkness. And yet, the truth is, we know that dark still remains. And so what are we to do with the darkness that we experience or the darkness that we encounter in the world? Just because there is light, and there is light, doesn't mean that the darkness isn't there. It does mean, though, that the darkness is not all that's there. That with the light of Christ, we can live boldly In the midst of this broken world, in the midst of our broken lives, knowing that we don't have to be afraid of the dark, no matter where we experience it. In the darkness of our hearts and our lives, that darkness that comes sometimes from our suffering and our pain or from our brokenness in this fallen world or from uh, experiencing betrayal at the hands of another person, the light of Christ comes to us as hope. And healing as joy and as strength. The light shines in that darkness, reminding us that, that we're not alone. And that even in whatever dark place we find ourselves, there is a light that shines in that darkness. In a greater sense, a communal sense, we know what darkness looks like and and feels like. Uh, In in our world, the darkness and the heaviness of the terrorism and the hatred and the vitriol. Uh, I was looking up that word vitriol this week, and I didn't realize that in chemistry, that's the archaic name for sulfuric acid. And so when you think about when we use that word vitriol and how we interact and engage with one another, the effect of sulfuric acid, as if we were pouring sulfuric acid onto someone else or onto the situation, that's darkness, right? When, when we're so uh, worried or anxious that, that we're willing to engage in that kind of behavior. And, and we, we watch the news, some of us, or we turn on the computer, or we read the paper, or if people read the paper still. My husband's a newspaper editor, so we still read the paper, but I know many people uh, get it somewhere else, um, right? But all you have to do is turn it on, and, and there's darkness. It usually leads. It's usually the first story of the news. It, on the news is some, some form of darkness, something that easily incites us Uh, to fear in our hearts and our minds, to worry and anxiety. And it's a darkness that is universal. So so it doesn't really matter where you stand politically or how much education you have or what your standing is in society. Uh, Easy enough for any of us, no matter what the darkness is, to be pulled into that vortex of darkness. Easy enough to be convinced that in this world that's probably going to fall apart, that we need to plant our feet and stand firm and protect ourselves. The problem is that that we're convinced that we need to do that to the detriment of our relationships with one another. We want to stand our ground and, and, and we will make room for people who are like us, but if you're not like me, you're going to have to find your own ground. Right? And that, friends, just perpetuates the darkness in which we live. We've been convinced somehow that we should be afraid of each other. And that's really what our enemies want, right? For us who are in the body of Christ to be afraid of one another so that we somehow mistake one another for the darkness and we turn on one another. And then the enemy doesn't have to do a thing. Our enemy in the world, but our enemy in, our spir- in the spiritual sense of spiritual warfare, if, if we can go at each other's throats, then... Our enemy can just sit back and watch us self-destruct. That's not what the light of Christ is about. Jesus was born Savior and Messiah. Jesus has revealed to the Magi the light of the whole world. The light for all people in him was life and the light for all people. And the light of Christ wants to seep into those dark places too. And the truth is that we have a role to play in that. One of the ongoing epiphanies in, in my life is that, that God is not just out there, right? And God is not just over there. God is right here. And God is in here. And God is right here next to me and in this time and in this space and in you and in the people that we encounter. God is, is not out there. The, the Magi followed a star that was out there, right? That they couldn't touch. They could see, but they couldn't touch. But when they got to the Christ child, they realized that God is right here with real flesh and, and blood and with real parents and, and the, the beautiful messiness of of real life, that's where they found God. Not out there, but right here. And it's true for us as well. That God is no longer just out there, but right here. Right here in me, right here in you, right here wherever your circumstances have you. Right here with you when you're reading the news or hearing the news, right here with you and in you when you're engaging in people with people in the community. That's that's where the light of Christ is. Right there, it means that we become part of the light that shines in the darkness. The fact that God is not out there only, but also in here means that. If we're following Christ, if we let the light of Christ live and dwell in us, then wherever we go, we take the light of Christ with us. And once you've experienced the light of Christ, guiding your steps or bringing you hope or healing your heart, then you can't help but share that light with others. It becomes something that you can't contain. It's light, right? Once you open up your space, yourself to the world around you, the light just has to spill out into all of those dark places. We can live in this world unafraid. We can enter this new year unafraid because the light has come and there is no darkness. No darkness that we can imagine or that we can experience that will overcome that light The Christmas lights may have been taken down, but the light of Christ can never be put away. Christmas itself may be over, but the work of Christ is just beginning. There's a great poem by Howard Thurman, who is an African-American theologian and educator and civil rights leader, and it's called Now the Work of Christmas Begins. When the carols have been stilled, when the star-topped tree is taken down, When family and friends are gone home, when we are back to our schedules, the work of Christmas begins. To welcome a refugee, to heal a broken planet, to feed the hungry, to build bridges of trust, not walls of fear, to share our gifts, to seek justice and peace for all people, to bring Christ's light to the world. This is the work of Christmas. We can't just put Christmas back in the attic or back in storage. The work of Christmas is just beginning. The birth of Christ and the revelation of Christ to the whole world means that the stage has been set for God's kingdom to become reality in our world. Where, in fact, we welcome those who are refugees and strangers. Where we do our part to heal a broken planet. Where the hungry are fed. Where the lost are found. Where the blind receive sight. Where we we build bridges and not walls. Where we share the gifts that we've been given. Where we seek justice and peace. Where we bring Christ's light to the world. If your life has been changed at all by Jesus Christ, then you carry that light with you. And the challenge for us is in the choices that we make and every time that that we choose faith over fear or love over hate or right relationship over needing to be right, anytime we choose to serve rather than be served or uh, to really see someone and not turn away from them anytime that Uh, We can do what we can rather than being worried about what we can't. Anytime we welcome and extend hospitality to people God puts in our path, we're choosing to let that light shine. We're choosing to let the light of Christ bring light to the world around us. One of our fifth graders uh, wrote a note to the wise men last night. You're not going to be able to read it. I'm going to tell you what it says. Uh, but this is what it says. Uh, Dear Wiseman, Herod wants to kill Jesus. Take a different path. Let your camels fill up here. My brothers are prepared. I don't know what they're prepared to do, but his brothers are prepared. Feel free to use the bathroom. Happy traveling, Charlie. You know, we carry the lights of Christ into the world, but sometimes that means we welcome those who are coming along our path. Sometimes it means we welcome people who are different from us. Sometimes it means we offer what we can. Fill up your camel, fill up your, feed your camels here, right? And, and use the bathroom here if you need to. And then happy traveling, right? The light of Christ is within us. It's our choice about whether we actually let that light shine through us. And it's all about the choices that we make. When we realize that God is not out there, but God is in here, and God is right here, we can't help but carry the light because it is with us and within us. And as long as it's the light of Christ that is with us and within us, then we never have to be afraid of the dark. We don't ever have to be afraid of the dark with the light of Christ because it is a light that no darkness can ever overcome. So where is that darkness for you today? Maybe it's your own heart. Maybe it's your own life, your own circumstances. Maybe it's the darkness that we feel in the heaviness of the world. I'm going to challenge you to let the light of Christ in you become the light of Christ around you. And I want to challenge you to hold whatever it is that worries you so deeply in that light. Because in the light, we begin to see things that are actually there, not things that we imagine are there. And in that, we begin to live in the kingdom of God. Where all is made right. Where all is well. And where we truly are free. To be the people that God created us to be. Let us pray. Loving and holy God, so often we are afraid of the dark. Remind us that in Christ the light has come. And it is a light that can never be overcome and never be put out. Remind us that with that light in us, we never have to be afraid. Because when we carry that light with us, wherever we go, there is light in the darkness. Give us courage to live in that light. Give us courage to open our eyes to see the truth of your love revealed around us. Give us a willingness to see you where we least expect you to be. And help us be the ones who light the way for the world to encounter your love and your grace in the midst of the darkness, wherever they are. We ask and pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.